0: Well, good morning and thanks for joining us here at Greenville First. Although we are not together physically, uh, we do appreciate you continuing to be a part of our church family and tuning in on this wonderful Palm Sunday. Today is the beginning of what we in our Christian faith ref- refer to as Passion Week or Holy Week, and it is Palm Sunday. Today is a celebration as we remember Jesus In his triumphant entry into the city of Jerusalem. Next Sunday, if you're not aware, is Easter Sunday. And uh, this caps the end of our Holy Week celebration. And it is the day that we recognize that Jesus, although he died on the cross, he is no longer in the grave and he is resurrected And so if the grave could not hold him, neither can COVID-19, the coronavirus, neither can our physical distance. And so I want to encourage you, church family... That uh, during this time, take some moments, take some opportunities, reach out to some friends, some coworkers, some family members, and invite them to join you. Although that they may not be able to join you physically uh, to connect to the services next Sunday, they can tune in online. You can even have watch parties or however uh, you deem fit. But we want to have an incredible celebration as a church family next. Sunday. Now, today, our, our message, we're, we're talking about uh, sacred moments. This is a sacred time in our faith as we celebrate. We recognize how important this week was in our faith. It is the establishment of our faith. It is the moment that Jesus is entering into the city to make that conscious decision to give his life for you and me. But we are just going to, this morning, on this wonderful Palm Sunday, talk about. Palm Sunday. We're going to talk about that entry for Jesus into the city of Jerusalem. Now it was just a few months ago uh, that I was actually standing in Jerusalem, actually on the hill, uh, the Mount of Olives and walking down in this path. And I can tell you the connection and the understanding and the weight. uh, This Easter is completely different for me than it was last year. Because as we begin to look at the steps that Jesus walked, as we begin to really analyze the journey that Jesus has taken, it should continue to transform our life. Because although it happened 2,000 years ago, there is still some life application, some things that we can learn and grow from from, uh, today. Now, when we look at these events of Jesus, when we look at this Palm Sunday account, I think sometimes we can just... uh, began to, to, to fall into this place where maybe just things aligned at, at the right time and maybe by accident things just kind of... But no, Jesus knew exactly what was taking place as he began to descend into Jerusalem. He knew exactly what was taking place during that week because this was his mission. This was the entire reason that he walked this earth. As he began to enter into that city, we were on his mind. Yes, you and I were on his mind. We were his mission. Now, our setup for today is found in Matthew chapter 20, verse 17 through 19. And I I just want to read these few verses to you because Jesus, in, in these few verses, is trying to help the disciples understand what is about to take place. Now, these were the disciples that were with him through all the miracles, through all the teachings. And he was trying to explain to them. And I think it's even fitting for us today to help comprehend what was taking place. And we pick up in verse 17 of chapter 20 in Matthew. And it says this, Now Jesus was going up to Jerusalem. On the way he took the twelve aside and said to them, We are going up to Jerusalem and the Son of Man will be delivered over to the chief priest And the teachers of the law, they will condemn him to death and will hand him over to the Gentiles to be mocked and flogged and crucified. But on the third day, he will be raised to life because Jesus died and lives again. You and I can have life. See, we celebrate this resurrection. Next Sunday is the greatest celebration in our calendar year. It is Easter Sunday because we are able to have life because of what takes place during this Passion Week. But today, again, we're going to drill down into this wonderful day, this Palm Sunday in the life, in the week of Jesus. But before we do, can we just pause for a moment of prayer? Jesus, we thank you. That over 2,000 years ago, you walked this earth. That 2,000 years ago, you made a conscious decision to enter into the city of Jerusalem, and we were on your mind then, and we are on your mind now. We have always been your mission. So, Father, I ask today that you would open our hearts, let us receive and hear from you. If there are those who are tuning in today that may be questioned or wondering, let today be the day that they recognize your love for us it's in your name we pray. Amen. Now, we are in a season. My children are three and five, and uh, they love story time. And um, it's been interesting as we've had more and more family time together for us to have longer story times at night, because the kids aren't having to wake up so early in the next morning. And there's been a a request for certain stories the past few weeks. And both of my boys, they love for us to tell the stories of Jesus. Why? Because when we begin to tell the stories of Jesus, we begin to understand a little more about how Jesus lived, his instructions for us, how he walked this earth, how he paid the sacrifice, but how he rose again. For you and I, we also have a great opportunity to look at the life of Jesus and to learn how he lived and thus answering the question how we should live. We find these stories of Jesus all throughout the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, each a different account of the life and the ministry of Jesus. Many of the miracles are found in multiple Gospels. Many of the teachings are found in multiple Gospels. But there's only several sacred moments that are actually found throughout all four of the Gospels. And the entry of Jesus into the city of Jerusalem, the triumphant entry, Palm Sunday, is one of those. It's recorded in all four Gospels. Palm Sunday, as I've said, begins this Passion Week, begins this Holy Week. And if we look at the entirety of the Gospels, there are 89 chapters throughout the Gospels. And yet 29 of these chapters are focused on this one week. So while we may could say... There's no greater week, there's no uh, hierarchy in how we should, should schedule uh, the, the importance of weeks in our, in our year for the Christian faith. This is of utmost importance to us. Why? Because we exist because of the story of the happenings of what took place in this wonderful week. And so to give you some reference, to give you some understanding of what took place on this Palm Sunday, on this day, this triumphant entry, I want us to turn our attention to the book of Luke. I love Luke's account because Luke likes to give all the little details. But we're going to be in Luke chapter 19, starting in verse 28. And it says this, After Jesus had said this, he went on ahead going up to Jerusalem. And as he approached Bethpage and Bethany at the hill called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples. Now, I just want to pause for a second because they're going down the Mount of Olives up to Jerusalem. Because you cannot approach Jerusalem any way but going up. And being in that landscape, they would have gone down the Mount of Olives into a valley back up to the city of Jerusalem. But he sent Two of his disciples saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find a colt or a donkey tied there, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you why you are untying it, say, the Lord needs it. Now, I just want you to picture before we continue just for a moment that someone comes into your driveway and they begin to open your car door. They begin to get into your vehicle and they begin to take your vehicle out of your driveway. Or maybe your garage door's open because donkeys were used for work and for transportation during this time. And maybe somebody's in your garage. You walk out one day and somebody is grabbing your lawnmower and they're beginning to take it out. You are probably going to ask, what are you doing? But here we find the disciples are sent on this mission. But Jesus gives them the secret code. He gives them the, the, the answer that they're to respond and that the Lord needs it. And so we're going to continue in verse 32. So those who were sent ahead, they went and found it just as he had told them. As they were untying the colt, its owners asked them, Why are you untying the colt? Again, the same thing that you and I would respond. And they said, The Lord needs it. They brought it to Jesus, threw their cloaks on the colt, and put Jesus on it. As he went along, people spread their cloaks on the road. And when he came near the place where the road goes down the Mount of Olives, the crowd of disciples began to joyfully praise God and loud voices for all the miracles they had seen. Now here there is a buzz going around Jerusalem, not only because Jesus is coming, but because it is is the celebration. They are going for Passover to the city. And so this is a time where many people are making their pilgrimage to the city of Jerusalem. Some scholars think that there may have been even upwards of a million people inside the city and a million people making their way into the city of Jerusalem. But here we begin to hear the disciples and the people, they cry out with Psalm 118. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Some descriptions even say that palm branches were began to be waved and laid down. This is where we get the understanding of Palm Sunday. But they continued, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Now some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. And he said, I tell you, if they keep quiet, the stones Will cry out. So you have all of these people watching this parade, and whether it's this Prince Ali moment, I think when I begin to paint this image in my mind, I think of this grand entrance into the city. But the reality and the truth of this is Jesus is entering into this city, and maybe it is a grand spectacle and a great parade, but Jesus is coming in humility because he's riding on the donkey's back. He's not riding on elephants and got all of these servants coming with him. He is coming because he is coming to serve and to save the lost. But you find the religious leaders, they're here. They're not happy about what's taking place. You find, if you really begin to look at the context of what's happening in, in the city and in In Israel during this time, the Romans are feeling threatened because they begin to catch word of this one who is king of the Jews. They feel threatened. The people around Jesus, they're hopeful because they believe that Jesus has come to overthrow the oppression of the Romans. The disciples, too, got sidetracked and had to go get a donkey It's that dreaded call when you're on your way to a party and somebody says, can you stop and get ice? Can you stop and run this errand? These disciples have been sent to the side to go get this donkey when they know all of this preparation is happening. This parade is about to begin. Jesus is riding. And you've got all of these factors that are contributing to this great story. Jesus is riding on the donkey Now, I think it's key for us to understand that the people here had an agenda for Jesus. They had an agenda for him to do war with Rome, to overthrow their oppression, to free them. But see, Jesus didn't come to do war with Rome. Jesus came to do war with sin, death, hell, and the grave. He had a greater purpose. But there was a disconnect between the people and between Jesus and his mission See, we find in Scripture what Jesus, his mission was all about. And I love this in 1 John 3, the second part of verse 8. says this, The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. He's not trying to rid people of earth's problems. He's there to give true freedom and real hope. Jesus knew exactly where he was headed. He knew exactly why he was headed there the way that he was making by his obedience. But see, when I look at this whole story, the disciples are confused, people are confused, Rome's confused, religious leaders are confused. I really believe that there may have only been two individuals, two characters in this story who really understand what is happening. And number one is Jesus. And number two may very well have been the donkey in this story. Now, I just want you to think for a moment Because I probably caught you off guard. Why would the donkey understand? But see, there is a lot of details that are poured into this donkey in this story. If you really begin to look at it, we understand that the donkey had to be untied. We understand that the donkey had never been ridden. We understand some of the elements of this. So why the detail for the donkey? Maybe, just maybe, we can begin to look at the account of the donkey and have some life application for us. And so a a few things as I'm reading through, as I'm studying, I just begin to recognize Jesus is entering on the back of the donkey, carrying the weight of the world on an animal that is intended to carry great weight. This donkey is a very important, important character. Jesus takes time to speak details about this donkey. I still remember years ago when we used to have the Passion Plays, here is a church, and we would have Jesus riding in on this donkey. And if there's one thing I understand about donkeys and watching that take place is they sometimes have a mind of their own. But this donkey was unique. This donkey was special. This donkey was set apart. And I believe that there's some life lessons that we can begin to glean from this donkey. And the first is this, is that this donkey, he found a purpose. This donkey found a purpose. Luke said he had never been ridden. He wasn't being ridden by everyone. He wasn't out running with everyone else, giving himself to everything. And through the sovereignty of God, this donkey was set apart for a sacred moment. See, I think for us, we have to understand that we have been put on this planet for a special purpose. To live out the life that God has for us. Not the life that others have for us, not the life that failure may have for us, not the life that our past may have for us, not the life that our negative thoughts may have for us, but the life that God has for us. God has a plan for you. God has a plan for me. This donkey in this moment, he had found a purpose because he had been waiting. He had been waiting And I know that sometimes the hardest part in our life is waiting. Why are so many of us struggling with this idea of staying at home and staying sheltered? Because waiting is a difficult task for us. Because for many of us, it's what is the next thing? Where am I headed? What is the next step? How do I get there? Who am I going to be around? We are constantly answering, asking these questions. See, this donkey was waiting. And this donkey had now found His purpose. This is why each week at Greenville First, we give people an opportunity to begin their relationship with Christ, to renew their relationship with Christ, to begin growth track. Why? Because we find it so important that God has put us on this earth for a mission and we have got to discover that mission, that purpose so that we can live our life to the fullest. Let us find our purpose even in our parenting. Let us find our purpose even in our marriages. Let us find purpose even in how we steward our generosity. Let us find our purpose even in our life. The second thing we find that I believe applies to us in this donkey is that this donkey, he was planted. He was planted. He was exactly where he was supposed to be when he was supposed to be there. Right place, right time. In our normal routine, I think that this can be a difficult task for us because we're constantly being pulled here and pulling, being pulled there. I think the devil wants to preoccupy our time and our attention. We've constantly got things that are cramping in on our life and our priorities. But if we want to continue to discover our purpose and walk in that purpose, we have to be right where we are supposed to be, and that is being planted. We had a time of prayer this past week with some of our leaders within the church and one of our leaders began to pray specifically for our students. That during this time of separation that some of the friendships and relationships and maybe some bad habits that have been established in our students' lives, God, would you take this time and continue to separate them? And I began to to just think how, how... simple this idea and thought is, but just how deep it really goes. That during this time we can look at COVID-19, we can look at the coronavirus as something that is separating us, something that is creating obstacles in our life, but what if it is a God opportunity for us to become planted right where God wants us? Maybe it is time that we begin to plant ourselves into the family that God has for us. Maybe it's time for us to begin to plant ourselves into God's word that he intends for us to be planted in. Maybe it's time for us to discover a small group that we can be planted in, to have others to continue to keep us accountable and to be on this journey of life with us. Lord, help us to be planted See, if there's one thing I know, a tree that is not rooted, a tree that has not been planted cannot bear fruit. And God intends for you and for me to bear great fruit. So we must be planted, planted right where God wants us. You can just imagine all the other animals, farm animals, wanting this donkey to go and run around and be with them and do all these things. Your imagination can begin to unfold. But this donkey was tied. This donkey was planted right where the donkey was supposed to be. Even when it's hard to stay planted, we must stay planted. And the third thing is this, is that the donkey, he found freedom. He found freedom. He had to be untied before he could be used. He had to be loosened to live out the mission that God intended for him. See, the world and sin will bind us up. The world and sin wants nothing more than to tie us and allow our past and our sin and our struggles to hold us back. But Jesus came to die on the cross to set us free so that we don't have to be tied to things that we don't need to be tied to Who the sun sets free is free indeed. See, we need to be untied from addictions in our life. We need to be untied from negative thoughts that have just taken our mind captive. We need to be untied from habits that are holding us back from God's best for our life. We need to be untied from the bad relationships that we've allowed ourselves to creep into. See, God releases us so he can use us. God's intent is that we would experience his freedom. God wants, he's given us a purpose for this life. God wants us to be planted in a relationship with him so that we can be untied and free from everything that held us back. All of our yesterdays that continue to haunt us, but God says, I've got a purpose for you son, daughter, I've got a plan for you. Will you allow me to untie you so that you can be used so that you can fulfill your purpose? But so many of us, we continue to struggle with addictions. We continue to struggle with negativity and habits and bad relationships that will hold us back. But today is the day that we can look and say, we can be untied. We can experience the freedom that God has for See, I can't untie you if I'm tied up. I can't fulfill God's purpose for my life if I'm tied to things that I have no business being untied to. We have to begin to pray, God, untie me. God, loosen the things in my life that have held me back. The fourth thing that we can look at the donkey and learn is this donkey, he made a way for the waymaker. Jesus needed to get from one place to the next. And the donkey carried him to the people and through the people. Church, we can't forgive our own sin. We can't set ourselves free. All the other donkeys are running around. All the other donkeys are doing work and they're carrying people from here to there. But this donkey... This donkey had been set apart with a purpose. This donkey had been found in the right place at the right time. This donkey had been untied, and now this donkey was leading the parade of our Savior on his path to sacrifice his life for you and me. Let me help bring others to Jesus. Let me help bring Jesus to others. Next Sunday is Easter Sunday, one of the easiest Sundays for us to invite people because it is culturally known why we celebrate Easter. It is the easiest opportunity to make an invitation. And just like this donkey who's bringing the waymaker to make a way, you and I have the same opportunity to be a part of that. My prayer: Let me help transport Jesus to people who need transformation. If he can use a donkey, he can use me. There was a show years ago that came on. I say years ago, probably five, six years ago. There was a show called Extreme Home Makeover. And they'd send this family off. They would come, they'd surprise them, they'd send them off and say, hey, we're doing a makeover to your home. And then what you would find is the whole community would begin to show up to work on this home. They'd be remodeling. They're doing stuff. They're doing all these projects that this family could not in its own power and own resources do by themselves. And here's what takes place. The family comes home. Everyone gathers around. And there's this big bust that's blocking their view. then the host of the show would say have everybody kind of say together move that bus and that bus would move it's kind of an emotional moment because the family is overwhelmed with joy about what they have set their eyes on because what they have set their eyes on is something that they did not deem possible or see a way to make happen on their own with their own resources with their own time with their own ability. See, this is exactly what God has done for you and me. See, there is on the other side of the bus a life that God has created us to do and accomplish, a life that's free from sin, a life that is in relationship with Him, a life that is pursuing Him, and it is not possible on our own strength and our own ability. But when Jesus came into the city, when he rode into the donkey on the donkey's back, when he began to enter into what we know as Passion Week, what we celebrate as Holy Week, this was the first step of the bus being moved aside. Because on that Friday, he would give his life so that the bus could be completely moved. So that the life that he intends for us, we could live and we could walk in. See, Jesus is a way maker. This donkey was helping the way maker make a way. See, Jesus will do for you what you can never do by yourself. See, he's our healer. He's our redeemer. He's our forgiver. He's the God of new beginnings. What we can never afford or pay for ourselves, he has already paid question is, number one, will you allow him to make a way in your life? Number two, if you've already made that decision, will you help make the way for others? Will you commit to taking Jesus to the people that need Jesus? We get to live a life that moves the bus so that others can see Jesus, that others can experience the life that he intends to us to live my prayer this week lord help me be like that donkey help me carry jesus to those who need him he is a way maker and he intends to make a way in our lives and through our lives so today if you're tuning in and you'd say pastor i need to begin that relationship with jesus This Jesus that you talk about that loved me so much that he would give his life, I want to begin that relationship. He needs to make a way in my life. I'm I'm struggling with addiction. I'm struggling with sin. I'm struggling with habits in my life. I'm in bad relationships. Whatever the case may be, God wants to make a way in your life. All you have to do is ask him. Maybe you're tuning in and say, Pastor, I have not had the faith. I've not had the courage. I've not had the obedience to help take Jesus to others. But today, all that can change with a simple act of obedience. Let's help move that bus. Now today, if you'd like to pray the prayer of salvation, I'm going to lead a simple prayer. You can pray it in your own words. You can say the same prayer that I've prayed, but it's a simple ask, Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me. And he'll do it because he is the way maker. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, thank you that so many years ago, you loved us before we loved you, so much so that you got onto a colt's back, you got onto a donkey's back, knowing exactly what was ahead for you, that you were going to give your life so that we could experience life. So Jesus, come into my life today. Forgive me of my sin. Forgive me of my mistakes. Forgive me of my past. Help to untie me from those things that are holding me back. Help me to be planted in you. Help me to discover the purpose that you put me on this earth for. Help me to love you. Help me to follow you. Help me to love others so much so that I can help make a way in their life by taking Jesus to them. We want to thank you for joining us online for service today. If you made a decision to follow Christ, please complete a digital connection card as one of our pastors would be honored to continue with you on this faith journey. For more ways to connect with us, you can follow us on social media at Greenville First. Also, you can download our app on any app platform. Simply text Greenville First app to 77977. Also, don't forget, following our 10 o'clock service, we're hosting week one of Growth Track. You can click the Zoom meeting link in the description below to join us online today. Thank you for worshiping with us today, and we'll see you next week.